professional sports, uh, as as you know, like in life, it could sometimes it's a roller coaster. There's ups, there's downs. You know, I was fortunate to play a sport where, you know, you you needed teammates, you needed coaches, you needed people in your corner, and uh, you needed teammates with with the, the likes, you know, like mentality, same mindsets. So there were moments when you think about, you know, when when you're in the midst of losing consecutive games there are multiple times where i lost probably eight straight games and uh you know maybe an injury happens to you during that time and or things are a little bit chaotic but at the same time you know i never lost you know the end result or the eyes on the prize so to speak this is sam welcome to the show I'm glad you're listening to this week's episode. Please check out the other episodes already recorded at podcast.sampcoats.com or on your app, Memphis Voices, Navigating the Unexpected. If you like the show, please leave a review, share it with your friends, and also subscribe to it. This really does help get the podcast out. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Isaac, good morning. Thanks for joining me on the show. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Congrats. How's it feel getting in the Hall of Fame this year? Oh, man. I feel, uh, feel great. Relief. Excited. Uh, there's a ton of emotions, uh, you know, about this, uh, this situation this, in this position. Mostly, I say mostly excited. Man, can you talk a little bit about going back to the days at Fort Lauderdale and then West L.A. College and then coming to the U of M? Did you ever think that this would kind of be where you're at today? You know what? Uh, honestly, in Fort Lauderdale and West Los Angeles, Santa Monica City College, and then heading to Memphis, football has, has been a part of my life even before those days. But, you know, this, as far as being a Hall of Famer, never really entered my thinking until probably maybe my fourth or fifth season as a pro. You know, when you start to compare careers with other guys who have had some success in the league and uh, have, have down moments where you can really just uh, really focus on what's been done up until that point. You know, I, I had moments like that probably my fourth or fifth season, and they were quite comparable to a lot of greats who had already played the game. So when you're saying down moments, what do you mean by down moments? Uh, just times to sit back and reflect when, you know, there isn't much going on, when you can just do – uh, a self audit and really just go over uh, how far you've come in life in certain situations and uh, where you are in your career. What do you think drove you uniquely? Because, I mean, 16 years is such a long time. Number five all time receiving yards. You were second round coming in. What was your mindset or what were the things that were driving you year in, year out? Because, you know, 16 years is a long time and 14 years with the Rams is just very unusual. Well, I was blessed to have, you know, a sense of self-motivation. Being from Fort Lauderdale, as far as football is concerned, it's it's pretty much uh, what we do and what we play growing up. So, you know, that competitive part of it, you know, it drove me to want to be not just good at what I was doing, but just to be the best. And, uh, you know, from that standpoint, I was just hanging on a promise that, you know, that God gave me of making my name great and really excelling in, in the industry that he had chose for me. Did you kind of pick up early on on the unique gifts and skills that you had? And did you just really try to double down on those to improve and maximize your game as much as possible? I mean, it just sounds like from what you're saying, just a ton of hard work and a ton of focus on specifically, you know, what you were the best at. Cause I mean, you're known for 
just being very consistent, you're known for creating separation, but it seems like throughout this whole journey, you took time to really understand how you could really perform and double down on that. Well, I think with a lot of us, I think uh, initially the the gifts are noticed by others. Uh, we, you know, we're just living our daily lives. But uh, when we come in contact with others, I think others who probably are in the industry or, or in the professional ranks as, as far as sports are concerned, they can pick up on certain attributes that, you know, some athletes have at a very early age. And from there, I think the athlete himself has a choice, myself included, to either embrace what you have, start to hone those skills, start to refine those skills that you have, and put the hard work behind it to really develop into that potential. And, you know, I was no different from that standpoint. You know, once, you know, my skills were recognized at a certain level, I I went and started seeking and started uh, watching other people who were doing the exact same thing. And uh, I wanted to see their behind the scenes uh, approach to what was happening. And, you know, I was fortunate to have some, some, some great guys, some great mentors who uh, really worked hard. And, you know, I always say I'm a cop, I'm a carbon copy and I just stole people's moves and it worked for them. I believe it worked for me and ultimately it did. Yeah. Did you ever amidst this whole 16 year career? And I know you've, you've got, a lot of great things going on right now. So it's not like you stopped, but did you ever have any moments or any down times where you, you thought about stopping amidst that 16 career in the NFL? Uh, you know what? Professional sports, uh, as, as you know, like in life, it could have, sometimes it's a roller coaster. There's ups, there's downs. You know, I was fortunate to play a sport where, you know, you, you needed teammates, you needed coaches, you needed people in your corner and uh, you needed teammates with, with, with the likes, you know, with like mentality, same mindsets. So there were moments when you think about, you know, when, when you're in the midst of losing consecutive games, there are multiple times where I lost probably eight straight games and uh, you know, maybe an injury happens to you during that time and, or things are a little bit chaotic, but at the same time, you know, I never lost, you know, the end result or the eyes on the prize, so to speak. I never really took my eyes off of that and really just didn't want to walk away from anything just because, you know, it wasn't, uh, the weather wasn't uh, what I thought it should be, or, you know, maybe it was too cold out there, too hot, or maybe I'm too old for this. I didn't want to have those things really decide or really dictate my future. So, you know, that's just keeping the power and taking control of your career, uh, which is something that I learned to do. And, uh, you know, I can say, honestly say that, you know, as far as my football career is concerned, I squeezed every bit of juice out of it that I could. Man, that is so good. I know we've only got a certain amount of time, but I mean, there's so much we could dive in on that. And one of the things that I've just heard over and over again with these podcast interviews is everybody, they kind of know where their North Star is and it keeps them grounded. It keeps them focused amidst the, the roller coaster that we all go through. What was it like, you know, when you transitioned from the league and last time I checked, you know, you, you have a construction company down in Florida, you have a youth ministry, you know, I know you're a philanthropist, but what was it like transitioning from the league and having a new purpose or finding 
just kind of accepting the closure of that season, even with all the success that you have, but then still kind of looking forward and moving towards the things that you are going to work on next? Well, I feel like if you start to prepare and if you're prepared for the next phase of your life, I think transition is really easy. Um, I think trouble comes when, you know, there's no vision or there isn't any preparation or lack of preparation. I think that sets a person back. But, you know, I was fortunate to have, once again, some mentors in my life uh, where we started to prepare for life after playing football and develop some goals for after football. I think the purposes that I have now, they were with me uh, while I played. You know, I just really couldn't give the time to them like I wanted to. So I think once retirement or once I stopped playing football, it gave me more opportunity to really jump into my foundation with two feet, jump into ministry with two feet and, you know, even create, start a family. So those things have really taken up most of my time. It's all about having the same principles that, you know, made a person a, a great athlete. Those same principles would make you a, a great citizen, great husband, great father, and a great friend. You just, you're, you sound so grounded. Where did you learn humility or where'd you learn focus? Where'd you learn work ethic? How did you learn how to, to be grounded? Well, parents are great. I mean, it's, I mean, if having two great parents to raise me, to put me on the right path and keep me on the right path, it's, it's invaluable. I think because, you know, they are the very first influences that you have in your life. I had a dad who worked hard. He's a roofer for over 40 years in South Florida, a mother who was a homemaker. You know, they both had a common currency that I like to call faith. And, you know, they always, I always say they were weaning me off of them for support and weaning me onto the source, which is God almighty. And, uh, the words that he has spoken in his Bible and, you know, just being able to really have personal time and personal relationship with the Lord, being able to read his word, you know, all credit goes to him. All credit goes to his word, uh, his ability to create discipleship and correct and love and provide for his children. It's unmatched. So well, I don't have to give a, a, a true, you know, destination where it all comes from. It's, it's truly based on the word of God. And you saw that lived out with your parents. Is that also what you're yeah. saying? And so it, it formed that Absolutely. foundation. Absolutely. What are you most looking forward to over the next 10, 15 years? I know none of us are guaranteed anything, but what are you working on now? And I know this is a, an incredible season of celebration. You've talked a lot about patience and mindset, et cetera. But so 2020 is a year of celebration, but yeah. also curious, what are you looking forward to for the next 10, 15 years? Oh, man, I'm excited, man. I think that, you know, change is in the air. I think, you know, I me mean, personally, promotion, you know, I still have, it's funny, I still have thoughts and dreams about playing football. <laughs> you know, from that standpoint, you know, I kind of laugh like you just laugh. I don't, I don't see myself actually going back and being on a football field, but at the same time, being involved in that industry and, you know, my dreams are, is being an, an NFL owner. Wow. And having those dreams and dreams of that nature. So as far as that's concerned, that's where I am as far as my sports life and my and scratching my itch as far as sports are concerned. But, you know, just raising my family, seeing them grow up, uh, nourishing them, 
uh, making sure I'm there for them and making sure that, you know, they have the right dreams and goals and supporting and encouraging them as best I could. You know, there's a lot of just kind of instruction, guidance, advice, et cetera. When talking about being an NFL owner, you know, we all have goals. We all have dreams. Sometimes, you know, maybe somebody like yourself actually has more confidence in achieving them than others. But obviously there's a lot of work that we can do to continue to to just examine our life and think and pray about what we need to do in the future and go after it. But I'm curious, what does it look like for you when thinking about the what, not the how first when it comes to to being an NFL owner one day? Well, yeah, I think uh, immediately, first and foremost, what we do is eliminate the how. The how isn't, you know, you know, isn't isn't our part. And I, ne- I never look at how it how it's going to be done. I look at the the end result of the goal and start to really, you know, imagine very similar to the times when I, when I was playing football. I would imagine plays, uh, go over them in my head, talk myself through them, and uh, just really get that feeling about that end result. So, you know, as far as being an NFL owner, I take the same approach. I'm very grateful for I, for where I am in life, but knowing who God is, uh, he's a God of increase and he never wants us to become complacent or stagnant, but he's always pushing and, and leading us to more. I mean, that's what the, the kingdom of God is. So the what part, the what part is the end result, being able to visualize that end result, place myself in that end result and be grateful for manifestation. Man, thank you so much. We're we're right up on the time that your assistant told me to stick to. I just want to thank you so much. I can't wait for this to get out. I thank you for just who you are. Thank you for all the things that we can learn from you. And just also just so fired up. You're a Memphis Tiger and so happy for you just being in the Hall of Fame this year. Absolutely, man. Enjoy it. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned at least one thing today that you can apply to your own life. If you like the show, please make sure and leave a review and be sure to tune in each week as I'll be releasing a new episode. Hope you have a great day. 